Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Wednesdays show. Um got my great co-host here we haven't got a guest this week um but we've got a great show planned for you we're going to be talking about membership word powered websites and we'll be delving deep in that and i'd like to introduce you to my great king my great co-host a little wobble there did i um <laughs> kim I'd like to introduce yourself Absolutely. I'm Kim Schivler. I'm an instructional design consultant and technology teacher and focusing on learning management systems and membership sites. And she keeps keeps me under control. <laughs> and, uh, <That's> right. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a WordPress maintenance and support company with a strong emphasis on learning management systems and membership websites using WordPress. And before we go into this episode, I want to quickly talk about our great sponsor, Kinster Hosting. They're a specialised WordPress-only hosting company. They're a boutique hosting company, I would say. Um, We've been with them for a few months now. Uh, We host the WP Tonic website with them. I've been totally blown away with their service, the speed of hosting, and all the bells and whistles that I know that the developers that are listening, that are part of our audience that you love, and they provide all the bells and whistles that you're looking for. All the versions of PHP, super fast servers, what more can I say? So go to the WP Tonic. There are affiliate links that will take you to Kinsta. If you use those for yourself or for your clients, you'll be supporting the show. Also, give them a Twitter. Say that you heard about Kinsta on the WP Tonic site. Any um, any of you that do that, I read out the twitters on the show. It just really shows Kinsta that there's people listening, and it makes them joyful, which is a great thing to do, isn't it? Uh, um, there's little joys sometimes you feel in this world. So if you can spread a little bit, you'll be a joyous person, won't you? So on to the subject, Kim, memberships with WordPress. How would you like to start off the discussion, Kim? Well, I would like to start... At the- a few weeks ago or a few months ago, you and I talked about this with online learning systems. And I want to start in the same place. And that is when you decide that you want to build a membership site, the planning you do before you start building is the most important thing to do. This is a place where you really want to make sure that the plugin that you're picking has the features that you need. Uh, I just went through with a client changing from a membership site to another membership site. A a joyous process, isn't it? It hurt. It hurt a lot. So the more you can plan ahead to make sure that if you need specific, uh, for example, memberships that don't build on each other, somebody might buy A and B and D but not C, you've got to make sure your plugin does that. If you need corporate accounts where maybe you sell 
30 licenses at a time and that corporation is going to manage their own sub accounts, you've got to make sure that the plugin can handle it. That's really important. You also have to dig into, the other thing I recommend is really mapping out on paper or on your screen, whatever, the names of the memberships, planning them, et cetera. We've also recently gone through where someone decided to change the names of all of their memberships. And that became a nightmare with linking and URL changes and that type of thing. So the more you can plan it out ahead of time, the easier it's going to be to implement and integrate. We've probably lost a few people at the end of this conversation, <laughs> haven't we? Because um, we've got a very diverse audience for this show, which I love. Um, um, but I think we're going to have to break this down a little bit, aren't we, Kim? Because um, I think we've lost a few people. Um, but if you've gone through the process, folks, everything that Kim said just makes total sense with you because it's like... Um, it's like being in a car and jumping cars when they're both running at the same time. You know, you, you I don't like this car. I'm not going to jump. Um, imagine if they're doing 50 miles an hour and you're jumping one car to the other. Uh, um, it's not a fun experience, is it? I've never done it myself and I don't, I'm at an age where I don't plan ever to do it. Uh, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's not a joyful experience. So shall we start with... What is the one, if you're experienced, Kim, what's the one of the one main reason why people don't consider this a feature that comes up where they're having to consider jumping from one membership plugin to another? Is there what, can we start with one key area where you see this need appearing the most? Did that make sense, Kim? Yes, that makes sense. Um, and also I'll say I always lose a few people when I start with the P word, the planning word, because most people don't like to do that. No. WordPress and, and planning. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So one of the very common ones that I see are some plugins are built really to have, you know, multiple levels, one, two, three levels, et cetera, but they build on each other. So think about when you go to a, a site and there's a silver, gold, and platinum. And silver is the basic and gold is everything in silver plus gold. And platinum is everything in gold and silver plus platinum. And they build on each other. But you can't, in some of those cases, purchase silver and platinum, but not gold. Right. It's, it's all together. If that is a need you have, more of a shopping cart type option where I want these different ones, then you have to make sure that it supports that. The other one is the corporate accounts. Or if you're someone who, for example, sells into a school system where the district might purchase this and then they manage the sub accounts under it, you would need to make sure that, that it supports that for you also. And sometimes, honestly, it's just ease of use. Someone saw something, they jumped in, they went ahead and installed it, they started playing with it, they found out it was a nightmare. And I'm not going to name any names of products, but 
they find well, out. I, oh think, my I, gosh, think, nightmare. I think if you're up to it, I, yeah, I, don't, I, mean, I don't mean. I don't mean to say really negative things, but we've got to be truthful about the strengths and weaknesses of these plugins. Um, I'm sure they're all out there. So if you if you're up for it, I, I just think we just need to be honest about um, their strengths and weaknesses. So um, I think those two. That, so let's recap the two that um, the two scenarios. So you know you got your like standard. Um, premier and elite tiers and because of your business you want people to be able you might have a business model where they buy the standard plan and then um, it's it's only got so many features in your membership website so you want to your business model is to do upsell so you want them to be easily to be able to move from the standard to the premier. Is that kind of scenario you're talking about? Yes. Yes. And the, the difference is, though, that some plugins, um, I don't think it's any secret. People have heard me talk about it before. MemberPress is one of my favorite membership plugins. It can handle either of that. It can handle the, I have a basic and an elite or premium and people can upgrade and downgrade between the two. But I could also have a fourth offering or a third offering or, or another offering that maybe people just buy separately as opposed to having to be part of that elite package. It allows for much more granularity. So, yes, that's exactly what I'm talking about, and we want to know ahead of time if that's going to be an option that we want. Another thing we want to consider as we're doing that for any of this is, are these going to be recurring memberships? So where it's a recurring fee? Or is it a standard, you know, it's a one-time price? Sometimes people have a, a package that is hidden, and so therefore it works for membership. But it may just be a one-time price and it's not going to be continually added to, et cetera. If you're going to do recurring, you're going to have to keep creating new content because to get people to keep paying you month after month or year after year, you're probably having to make a content commitment to giving them more information uh, unless it is maybe a, a, a support situation where by paying for it, they get access to a support forum, something like that. And it may not have to be what we think of as, you know, content marketing type of content, but it would be support in that case. And you want to make that decision early on. Is this going to be recurring membership or is it going to be a one-time membership? Because it's going to affect how you want to do your pricing, uh, excuse me, your payment gateways. And <clears throat> the basic fact is, I think at the present moment, um, I haven't reviewed, I, I did um, a couple quite large posts, but I think it was 18 months ago about membership plugins. I'm going to have to revisit that and maybe do an update. Is that when I last looked, um, you're not sport for um, choice when it comes to membership web um, plugins because so, I think when I looked there was over 25 in total in the dispository um, um, 
but I think you, you got to look at it as overall package. You know what? You know how how long has the plugin been? It, I personally, um, unless you've got a very strong developer crew, would not use a, a free membership plugin on a commercial website myself, unless you've got a very strong development team behind you. Because um, if you get into difficulties, you're a bit on your own. Would you agree with that statement? It depends. There's one place. So sometimes I work with people and they really want a very basic membership. They're doing it for a class project or something like that. And frankly, Paid Memberships Pro is an excellent, well-written plugin and it, it's freemium, right? So yes, if you want the support with it, if you need support, you're going to have to pay for that. I think it's a hundred or two hundred dollars a year, depending on which package you would buy. But for a basic plug it in and have it work, there are times then absolutely I would, I would use that still as a go-to. Because um, I think there, you know, there's like half a dozen that are really um, um, kind of in the running, aren't they? You know, like I say, um, I think another one that's really very popular is Strict Contact Pro from Pippin Williamson. Have you got any experience with that one? Well, it's interesting you say that. I'm about to have experience with that one. Uh, again, I had looked at it, I want to say a couple of years ago, and it was missing some of the features, but they've really added to it. And I'm actually about to uh, do a project with it. And the play, as I've been playing with it, I'm excited about, about the uh, functionality. And of course, anything Pippin does, you know, has great support behind it. Um. What do you say with your, you know, you're just about to start to work with it. Does it meet the um, the two lead requirements that we first stated in our conversation, Kim? It does. Right. It and does. Uh, with your initial analysis, is there any particular functionality that took your eye that you liked about that? Actually, it came from a request. Someone came with a request that they needed help with this. And when we looked at what their requirements were and checked it against it, they matched. So I'm always willing to work with something if, if I trust the support behind it and the features are there that the client needs. Now, the other one we talked about was Paid Membership Pro, and I've got a lot of experience with that because I run it on a couple of my own sites. And um, it's been around a few years, and I've got the – it's um, it's a – a husband and wife team that run it. I forgot their names, unfortunately. Um, but they've been around a few years now supporting, and he's been at, he actively develops it himself, and I'm sure he's got a small team because it's a very popular membership plugin. Mm-hmm. And I've had good experiences with it. Um, uh, I, I don't think out of the box it can do the two things we pointed out initially. It has an extensive add-on library, and to get access to that library, you have to pay um, a yearly subscription to join their own membership, um, where you get full support as well. Um, But also, it's very developer-friendly. So I don't know with the add-ons, you can do the things you require, or you still need an active developer. But... I think it can do a lot of things for you, but 
you need a developer. Would you agree with some of those statements or do you think I'm waffling, King? Again, for a very, very simple site, I think it's fine. As of last year, it did not do the two things I talked about and particularly the selling different levels. That's always been, um, in fact, I started on PM Pro. That was my first membership. But when I needed to sell multiple uh, classes that were not linked to each other and use a membership piece as it, that is actually when I moved to MemberPress and started using that for my own personal mm. uh, course offerings. Because as we've talked before about online courses, I use membership site, uh, membership plugin along with my LMS to build a, a more robust platform. So it's really swings and roundabouts because you probably could do it with um, paid membership pro, um, but you're going to need a lot of de- customization and you've got to really make a, a, a kind of uh, price to function call here because right. it's probably going to be cheaper to go to, well, the cheapest thing is to work like we started with this conversation, the cheapest scenarios would to work all this out initially, would it? Yes. <laughs> uh, otherwise, you've got, uh, you've got to balance the pain of moving to another membership plugin to get getting it customised. Um what about, you know, it's a learning management system. Uh, does LearnDash come with its own membership or does it work with a third-party LearnDash? It works with multiple third parties. So it works with MemberPress. It works with Restrict Content Pro. It works with Memberium, which I don't have any experience with, and I believe a few others. So uh, it does not try to include that functionality. It just works with some of the best ones out there. Right. Um, and old favourite S2 member um, had a bit of a reputation. It was, am I correct? It was one of the first plugins, membership plugins around. Am I correct about I that? I believe it was fairly early. I have not worked with it, but I believe it was fairly early. Still comes up a lot. Um, I, um, I think the price has something to do with that because it's um, with unlimited sites for the pro version. I think it's about $190. Um, So the price kind of attracts people and there's still a lot of content out there. I don't think it's one of the main ones I would look at. Would you agree with that? I just haven't worked with it enough to say so. Yeah, I can't think of anything at this point that would make me leave what I have and, you know, love for it from what I've seen of it, but I, I really can't talk to the depth of it. Mm. I think we're going to go for our break, folks, and when we come back, we're going to delve some more into the murky waters of membership WordPress plugins. We'll be back soon, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. 
coming back. We've had a bit of a chat, me and Kim. Kim's put me right. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, love it. Um, I don't know. We're going to take this conversation basically, but um, so let's delve into right. So this say you're in the unfortunate scenario that you didn't do the pre-planning that we were recommending so much. Um, Oh, by the way, are there any kind of resources that um, that you would recommend people go to to give them a synopsis of what we're talking about and some of the questions that should be in their minds? Um, I actually have a planning guide that I can provide. I usually provide to people when they, you know, work with me. We could put that in the downloads in a download if you want. In the show yeah. notes, because it it lets them at least look at a lot of the questions. It may not be everything, but it's a lot of the questions, along with guidance about what their decisions are. Of course, with the the caveat that I haven't worked with every single membership plugin out there, but it does. That, that would be highlight. impossible. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, but it does give you the questions, no matter what you're looking at or what you have, because one of the big things is. It, for example, in the case that we had recently where we moved somebody, every single person who had paid had to be canceled from the other and they had to now sign up again because we couldn't, you know, the way that the membership mm-hmm. talks to Stripe, it, it, that doesn't come across. So we had to do that. Fortunately, she did, we didn't have too, too many members in it, but it is important and in Deciding on your pricing is important. I've had that happen with customers where if they decide to change their pricing, again, Stripe doesn't let you change pricing on people, you know, for yeah. good security reasons. <clears throat> that would be a can of worms. What's just occurred to me, I think another thing we've got to talk about is WooCommerce. And then you've got a lot of people going to be attracted to memberships, aren't they? Mm-hmm. You know, it's developers. Yeah, what's your experience about memberships and uh, uh, about that? Or do you think, you you know, even if you've got one partner's a WooCommerce that you might be better off maybe looking at some of the other membership plugins that we've discussed? I have worked with it minimally, and part of that is because I, I don't work with WooCommerce anymore. When I did, my recommendation would be, if, you've, if you are a Woo shop, then using memberships together makes absolute sense. It's the same company. You've got the same types of support. But again, now that I don't really work with it at all, I'm just straight membership or LMS. I, I have lapsed in my use of it. It's a difficult one because obviously, uh, you know, obviously the parent company automatic have got quite a bit on their plate at the present moment. So I think memberships is probably um, not on their highest of their list of of uh, plugins and services which they adopted when they bought WooCommerce. It's, it's been um, a high priority on their list at the present moment, folks. But on the other hand... Like, like I agree with, with Kim, if you have got a, a large WooCommerce, it's probably still is. And you don't need all the bells and whistles that we've talked about, I back down to planning, is that 
is probably the least um, resistant route to go down. But you really, it really is dependent on <clears throat> really understanding what you need for your business model of your particular membership site. Um, and that takes either you bring somebody in like Kim or, you know, you just want a quick chat with me. I'm always available. Um, or, um, you do a lot of research yourself, but you really do need to do a fair bit of research because it's quite, I think the main thing is just to presume it's just so easy to presume that, that when it comes to, needing this functionality that it's just going to be there, isn't it, Kim? Yes, absolutely. And the other thing to look at, we haven't talked about, but the other thing we have to look at are other, any other dependencies that you have. For example, as they sign up, are you trying to put them into a mailing list and get them into a, a flow from, say, a convert kit or active campaign, something like that? You need to make sure that that functionality is there and then it's going to work the way that you want it to. The other, that's when I see people overlook sometimes. And then the other biggest mistake I see is if you're going to have recurring memberships, you absolutely want to have Stripe as your payment gateway, not PayPal. Because if you have any type of, kind of like we talked about earlier, if you're going to do any type of upsell and you want people to be able to change plans, you can do that from your membership site. If it's written right, like for example, a member press, you can automatically upgrade or downgrade within the site and it will flow through to Stripe, ProRate, et cetera. If you're using PayPal, the way PayPal manages subscriptions, the way it requires subscriptions to be managed is an actual PayPal subscription is created. It's not managed within your membership plugin. And therefore, for someone to upgrade or downgrade, they actually have to cancel the PayPal and start fresh, which is just asking for churn. So it's, it's not going to be nearly as smooth as if you are using a Stripe payment gateway. On the other hand, a lot of people like, especially um, if they're thinking of joining the online membership website and haven't got a lot of, haven't built up a, a relationship with that website or the people that run the website. A lot of people still like paying with PayPal, don't they? Some do. And it's, you know, a lot depends on who is your audience, how well do you know your audience, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, for how you want to do that. And you can always offer PayPal. It's just not going to be as smooth for uh, if you have those upgrade scenarios. Now, um, a couple of others that come up, um, you know, um, Magic Members, that comes up regularly with me, um, and Wishlist, wish list. That's oldie, isn't it? That's been around quite a while, isn't it? Wishlist is one, definitely one of the originals. Um, I've moved some people off of it. <laughs> I, can, I can say that. That's been some of the moves that we've done where the, the a customer just really wasn't happy with it. We put them into, we went through the planning and uh, moved them into member press as it turned out for that one. And uh, they're very, very happy with that. 
Right. Is that just because, uh, you know, there was some key functionality or was it a mixture? I'm not, I don't, I'm not asking you just to go into enormous detail here, but was it a, or was it a mixture of different things that were making them unhappy? It was functionality and ease of use, which is kind of interesting to say because member press is actually so powerful that sometimes when I work with customers, there is a little bit of a learning curve, uh, yet they, they jumped right in, and this is not a technical group, jumped right in and, and feel like they picked it up very quickly and that they're very satisfied. Um, had any experience with member Magic members? No, nope. I've seen it, but I've never had any experience with it. Oh, well, we have to get some of these people on the show That's and, right. they, and uh, have a bit of a chat with them, won't they? Uh, um, chats are great. So I think we're getting to the end. Is, is there any one final thing that you would like to point out before we wrap, out, wrap up this episode, Kim? <laughs> well, one of the things to look at and understand with a lot of these um, plugins is that they actually are creating WordPress users, just as WooCommerce does when you purchase. And it's something you need to know because you need to be prepared that there's going to be some customer education around it. In the sense of if somebody is already a member and then they want to buy something else and they're trying to enter everything fresh and it's a duplicate account, they're going to get error messages. So you're going to have to support your users some as far as them understanding if they're buying something different, log in and then buy it as opposed to trying to create a new account because it is a user account. Again, you know, we see that with WooCommerce also. And it's a place when I work with developers, so one of the things I do is, is teach developers how to do this, that's a place that sometimes they forget that we're going to need some com- consumer documentation, education here to make sure that they don't get, just get frustrated and cancel. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic ending point, really, because um, that's an area where a lot of people um, slip up, slip upon um because yeah it, it really is a great point kim because um i've had a few discussions around that uh, <clears throat> yeah right <clears throat> sorry i've got a frog in my throat uh, um so i think we've had a good chat here we've given some insights about some of the things that you've got to keep in the keep in your mind when you're first looking at a membership wordpress powered membership website but don't be deterred folks because um one of the great things is that the one of the great things with wordpress around membership sites is you've got enormous choice um you've got a lot of choices out there and choice is good as long as you're educated as long as you just don't dive in and spend a lot of time and money on something and then find it doesn't really work for you because that's extremely frustrating so um listen to this podcast a bit more <laughs> uh, we have some more resources in the coming months about all this we've um, published last month a lot of new material about education and about learning management systems on the website so if you're looking at, at a membership website I would suggest you go to the WP Tonic site and have a, a look around the blog section. 
give us some feedback as well. That's great. So, Kim, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to, Kim? They can check me out on my website, kimshivler.com, or find me on Twitter at Kim Shivler. And if you want to find more about WP Tonic, go to the website. Um, there's a load of uh, materials on there about the subjects that we discuss in the podcast. Also go to our Facebook page. And also I've recently um, started a WP Tonic group. Haven't done much with it, but I will be doing more and more in the coming weeks with that. So they're the main areas that if you want to join the discussion and also, oh, I almost forgot, folks, um, join Go to the WP Tonic Facebook page every Friday around 8.30 Pacific time and you'll be able to watch our roundtable discussion um, which starts at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time every week uh, on a Friday. Um, it's a great discussion. Last week's discussion was hilarious. <laughs> I had a bit of argument with Morton from Lind LinkedIn Learning. Um, he put me right, didn't he, Kim? Uh, um, he did. <laughs> did Kim? Well, I got very agitated a little bit in a friendly way, didn't I? Uh, but it was hilarious, wasn't it? Uh, um, I think that's the end of my rant. I think we better wrap up this show and we'll have hopefully a guest next week. Um, that will be more interesting. I think Kim's been really interested. I'm not sure about <laughs> me. Uh, Rob, but we'll have a guest hopefully next week that's doing something interesting with WordPress. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.